Good morning, everybody. Good morning and welcome to Coffee Moaning on Armistice Day. Armistice Day. If you haven't, if you haven't watched um, All Quiet on the Western Front, the new film that I think won the, it just won the best foreign picture, didn't it? Um, you will see the backstory of how they arrived at the armistice moment. Um, and when that armistice moment, 11 o'clock on the 11th, on the 11th, so 11, 11, 11. Um, and of course, for people get a bit confused, so Armistice Day falls always on the 11th. And of course, Remembrance Sunday is on the Sunday. I think it's always the Sunday after, is it? Or is it the nearest Sunday to Armistice Day? So a day to remember all of those that have fallen in war. Obviously, the poppy denotes the poppies that would flourish rather tragic, tragic, bittersweetly in the fields in France and Europe in World War I um, and has become a symbol of remembrance and peace. Of course, there are four different types of poppies, apparently. There are white poppies, black poppies, uh, purple poppies, I think, and, um, and red poppies, all denoting different forms of remembrance. So I, I always find it a really emotional day because it's a day and it's always been a day because I, I, you know, it's not just, but I think one of the, there's a, everything we're going through at the moment, I think makes almost uh, a compelling argument for history to be compulsory. I think on the syllabus, almost more importantly than Rishi and Suella would probably say maths is because with history, you are given context you're you're educated as to how we arrive at the situations that we arrive at. And I think you couldn't say that I can't think of a situation in which that's not more appropriate now. It always used to it always used to flummox me. I don't know if any of our Irish followers, we have huge Irish followers here, never understood it when people would say about the Irish problem from both sides of the divide, Protestant, Catholic, uh, nationalist, Republican, you know, um, it, it always perplexed me from unionist to Sinn Féin when people said it's not a historical problem. <laughs> it, it's precisely a historical problem, precisely a historical problem. Um, and, uh, and so a day like today, I think it's interesting that on a day like today, as obviously we know, everyone's, you know, the, the really quite nasty, nasty, nasty sort of Tories and and right-wing people who've wanted to conflate the idea that going calling for peace is somehow uh, hate. I mean, how, how we live in a culture where they've twisted these two words around, I, I, I can't comprehend. Um, and people who, people who would never have... The, the, the interesting part of this is people who would probably be down the pub drinking or on the football terraces and not having a thought about uh, Armistice Day are, are all now all hot under the collar. Because, you know, someone, someone's daring to have some fun, daring to have some peace, daring to do, to do something. Yeah. So it's just a shame because what for me, Armistice Day, is, Armistice Day is about all those fallen soldiers and grandparents from and lost, you know, many of them, I don't think any live now, do they, from World War I, who, who fought in World War I, World War II, all other wars uh, in this country. And I don't just see it as a national thing. I don't think nationalism is a good thing in that sense of we are what we are, don't be anything different. I don't think that's right. But I think fighting for freedom and fighting for the right to protest peacefully is exactly one of the many things that uh, Armistice Day is about celebrating. So, um, or commemorating or, mem you know, memorizing. 
So it's Armistice Day. So obviously, 11 o'clock today. I think it's a three-minute silence. Um, and we're going to go through the papers. Uh, and, and any thoughts there? I mean, it makes... I feel, you know, my nan... It, it was such an important moment for my nan this day. It was such an important moment. Um, Ellery Jones. Ellery Jones, just to say, I have we have a little parcel here for Nanny 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 Die and a little something for the doggies, I think, is from you, you cheeky little thing. Thank you so much. That's so sweet of you. I haven't opened it yet, but we're looking forward to it. Uh, Ellery Jones, my dad fought in Second World War. He was in the Royal Artillery. Yeah, my nan and granddad were in the RAF. Um, and uh, Nadia's grandfather on Betty's side, obviously, was also in the RAF. He was a bomber. He was a bomber command. Um... Morning, tra la la. Good morning, everyone. So yeah, yeah. So it's a, it, it is a day. It's a day of contemplation, and it's a day of thought. And I think again, um, Elsa Pop. I think most World War One and World War Two veterans would be disgusted with the state of their country. Do you mean in terms of how this sort of awful kind of, um, if you like, culture war has been kicked up by Suella? Now. Cruella, Cruella de Vil, Cruella de Vil. If you don't like her, nobody else will. She is just the most unspeakably bad person in the world. Okay, Cruella de Vil. This is like a head girl has gone rogue. It's like... What they call what they call prefect. It's like a school prefect has gone completely rogue. It's like she's saying stuff without any comprehension that this plays out in the real world. That this even relates to anything. So she's told the police that she's told she's told the head of the police he's like he's talking absolute shit. She's told Rishi Sunak, fire me, fire me, fire me if you can. She's playing Kiss Chase in the Garden of Downing Street. And now she's come back and she's gone, Oh no, really, I support I support the Metropolitan. What the fuck is going on? Is she running around Downing Street with her skipping with her skipping rope? She's actually last night going, "Oh well, actually, I didn't really mean it. I support you." What? Are you having a laugh? Or, or, or could someone legally have said to her that the accusation of stochastic terrorism could stick if shit kicks off today? Could someone have said to her quite seriously, like the Attorney General? I don't know. I'm just positing this as a thought. Cover your bases, Cruella. Cover your bases. Because when and if there's violence today, you could be accused in, in, a, in, a, in a humanitarian set court setting. I don't know. It's just a thought. Just a thought. Because the home, do you know what the Home Secretary's job is? Do you know what the Home Secretary's primary job is? Do you know what her primary job is? You've got lots of lighthearted fun. Don't worry. To keep us all safe, regardless of creed, colour, gender, whatever. That's her job. I think someone somewhere said to her, you better do, you better make good tonight, Cruella. Because if it kicks off, you could be in all sorts of deep doo-doo. Okay. It's so lovely that the weather is so nice. Oh, the weather's beautiful. The weather is shining. The, the, if she could pull a cloud in front of that in front of that sun, she would. And this sun is just shining light down on the dark recesses of her deep, dark, twisted heart. <laughs> anyway, let's have a look at the front of the papers. Oh, I'm so sorry. I always, you know what? The first paper I always look at every morning is the Daily Mail. It's a form of self harm. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's odd. It means I know I don't love myself at all because I just do it. I go like this. <laughs> PM tells marchers, respect our sacred ceremony. Bog off. <laughs> no one is disrespecting it anyway. It's a different bloody day, you moron. What a twit. Is it? Remembrance Sunday is happening today. Armistice Day is today. No one is... Yeah, tomorrow. Remembrance Sunday is tomorrow. Armistice Day is today. Armistice Day is always the 11th. Respect our monument. PM tells marchers, respect our sacred ceremony as nation holds its breath before huge protests. Talk about trying to stoke the tension. Let's build this pressure. Of course, people need to be respectful, but I promise you this, and I promise you this absolutely wholeheartedly, just as, and this is something I really want to flag up really quickly before we get onto the silliness. It is no coincidence, it's really important, guys, it's no coincidence that we are now getting all sorts of propagandist, as well as genuine, but some propagandist information uh, from journalists embedded with the Israeli Defence Force. You've got to understand, there has been, journalists have been killed, murdered. International journalists have not been allowed to be in Gaza with any protection on their lives. And now, embedded journalists are going in with the IDF, the Israeli Defence Force. It's not that what some of what they're seeing or reporting isn't going to be true, but how can we only globally trust the news that only the IDF is allowing to be shown why do we only trust that? Really ask yourself where you're getting your news from. Balance it out. There's fake news on both sides. But I tell you what, the looks of desperation and school kids being encouraged to leave hospitals, uh, waving white flags and then being shot at, it's very hard to fake that, unlike the AI fraudulent uh, audio recording of Sadiq Khan yesterday. So, you know, it's absolutely horrendous what's going on. It's absolutely horrendous. So in terms of, you know, fake news, fake news, no, you know, the march isn't going anywhere near, isn't going anywhere near uh, the cenotaph. Never was, never has been. But I've heard certain right wing commentators who've been allowed back onto Twitter are saying, let's go find them. Let's go find the marchers. Let's go find them. That's just quite frightening. Isn't it? Sunak facing Tory civil war over future of Braverman. He's not. They'll keep her because they're all too scared. Ring of steel for the cenotaph. Very strong language. Ring of steel. You know what that all, that's all about. It's like, you know, come on, we need ring of steel. That's sort of a way, sort of language that says we're going to justify anything. Um, fake audio of Sadiq Khan investigated on Armistice Day. This was astonishing. Faked audio of him dismissing the importance of Rem Remembrance Day this weekend is circulating among extreme groups. I've never seen racism like the racism I've seen online about Sadiq Khan. I have never seen anything like it. You it's not even hidden. Just put into X Sadiq Khan and you will get the most unspeakable content. Astonishing. Uh, hang on. Isn't that Islamophobic? Hang on. If he was Jewish, wouldn't we all rightly be up in arms? Hang on. It's, we are in a curious situation where the far right and one of the almost defining features of the far right and white supremacists is an anti-Jewishness. -Jew are, and are, are being mobilized in, in, in the spirit of Islamophobia. I mean, it, it's just bizarre. It's bizarre. We're in the, in the most curious, curious, curious place. Home Secretary stoking trouble 
at March as senior Met officer. But of course, any Met officer that says that must be a left wokerati guardian chomping, oat milk drinking, cappy wappy wooer, mustn't he? If anyone, if anyone of any authority or substance says anything wrong about this, you, you're you're calling Britain into disrespute. Your project eight. I mean, how do you weaponize and remove the capacity to say anything? Online crackdown called worse than thought police. This is really, really important. Um, this is really important. Yeah. Anti-Semitic, anti-Zionist is, oh, are you describing yourself, Alison Benjamin? Oh, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that of yourself. Um, I wouldn't, I really wouldn't, I, I wouldn't mark yourself in that way. It's a very, it's a very volatile, volatile place out there. I'll, I'll be very careful. Online crackdown, worse than thought policing. Some of the most distressing footage I've seen isn't the awfulness of what's being done to the people of, of Gaza. Many of whom, many aid agencies, many other countries are calling it a genocide. Um, and if you are even caught watching footage in Israel of what's going on, you run the risk of being arrested. Israel's counter-terror crackdown has seen dozens of people arrested, not only for social media posts, but for posting images of food. So here we are, guys. Let's think about this for a minute. We're in a situation where the episode of the Curly Cooks that is about to be shown at 11.30, Nadia and Dina would be arrested um, uh, for, for showing Palestinian food. When did we get to this? But this is the so-called democracy that we're describing in the Middle East. You know, we keep talking about this. This is what so many Israelis are up in arms about. A new amendment to the counter-terror law in Israel was described as worse than any form of thought policing by a human rights lawyer, lawyer who says it punishes people for even passively watching content online. This is atrocious and needs to be called out. But we don't hear about that because it doesn't suit the mainstream narrative that Cruella wants. Come on, guys, come on. We've all been given a brain for a reason. We're given a brain and an ability to inquire for a reason. At the other end of the spectrum, because I want to move us to lightness, let's bring the light in. <laughs> Look at this. This is, this is, this is, well, no, this isn't beautiful. Thousands at risk as the hospitals come under fire. Warns. I mean, we've got to the point now where we just accept it. It's like, oh, hospitals are under fire. There must be a Hamas guy, and that's fine. Let's kill another 500 kids. That's where we're at. Oh, it's another hospital. Got Oh, well, there must be a tunnel underneath it. Oh, that's all right. Then let's kill, even if there is a tunnel, let's kill another 500 kids. Let's tell all those kids to come out of the hospital, go to my Insta stories, and then let's shoot at them. Oh, that's nice. This is beautiful. Look, there's Tommy up in Seam. Do you remember when we all went up oh, to Tommy, Seam? Yeah. yeah, Tommy, the beautiful, bowed-headed, really moving, emotional. You can you can be pro-Palestine, um, you can be pro-releasing the hostages, and you can be anti-Hamas, and you can be anti-the Israeli government, and you can be pro-peace and pro-the beauty and sanctity yes. and remembrance of uh, this important day of whom we all, we all, all of us have relatives who fought for this country. No one owns that. No one owns that in a horrible, pernicious, judgy way. We all have ownership of that. It's how we choose to use it. Isn't that beautiful? Look at those, those images, all those images of, of poppies. 
beautiful, beautiful poppies. And just to remind us all, there's the route, pro-Palestinian march on that map. There's the Armistice Day events. How much further could they be? Okay, so let's get facts right, all you Tory MPs trying to fan the flames of fury and anger. There we go. Right, moving on. Moving on, moving on, moving on. We've got 20 minutes because I want to be off before the um, their pro piece. Absolutely, Rachel Hardman. Sorry, you know, it's really important. I just find it really important to just say this stuff because no one is saying it. Very few people are saying it. And it's not about being on one side or the other. Not even the Guardian, not even the Wokarati or Soya oat milk drinking twat faces like me normally in the morning, not even, you know, not even those papers aimed at people like me are saying it. It's, a, it's, it's a, an absolute dereliction of duty. Keir Starmer should be ashamed of himself. Ashamed of himself. Absolutely. I hope Labour, uh, I, I don't want the Tories in, but I hope Labour get absolutely destroyed too. A, a shambolic excuse for politicians in this country. Shambolic. As more and more countries around the world, more and more countries, I think South Africa's joined, are describing what's happening in Gaza as genocide. Their words. But just look at the look at the footage. Okay, moving on to other stories. Bed, bed bug spray. This is awful. Bed bug spray did kill Egypt. Holiday couple. A couple died at a five-star hotel in a carbon monoxide poisoning after the room next door was fumigated for bed bugs. Can you believe that? Toxic fumes spilt through. And two healthy people who went on holiday, it went tragically wrong. I can't actually believe that. Killer pesticide. Killer pesticide. This is the bed. It just shows you how something quite benign and something you're not worried about. That's just, it's just the holiday couple die after. Just awful. Just awful. Uh, this man, first recipient of the uh, an, an electrocuted eye. An American military veteran has become the first person to have a whole eye transplant. Aaron James, he endured a 21-hour operation, carried out by 140 medics. Um, until now, eye transplants have been thought impossible due to the... I've always thought this must be complicated. And I don't think they as yet know whether um, he'll be able to see out of it fully. But, I mean, I guess seeing something will be better than, than nothing. Um... Well, I mean, what do we say here? Vaccines may not be safe for everyone, says Professor. I mean, it's been in the news a lot this week. Uh, the AstraZeneca jab was perhaps not as as good as everyone first thought. I'm sure there's going to be an enormous number of people here going, "Told you so, told you so, told you so." Look, this is this is the in, this is the increasing news, and isn't this interesting? This is the increasing news. If this here's a curious thing, this headline I've just popped up on screen. Vaccines may not be safe for everyone, says Professor. Would have got people blocked during COVID. You would have been able to post that during the crisis, which is really odd, isn't it? What an odd... So what can't we... So what can't we post now about the Israel-Gaza problem? That in six months, everyone in Goose Step is going to probably say over their, over their sort of focaccia and their, and their merlot... They're probably going to go, what an awful thing was going on over there in Gaza. I mean, I was one of the first ones set. It was absolutely all. Everyone's going to be in goose step going, oh, yeah, no, of course it was what it was. I think South Africa was right. Well, you could argue exactly that. I'm beginning to reflect on the mainstream media going far further back than just this crisis. So there you go. Lots of people 
you know, being able to claim on faulty vaccines. Um, but God, God forbid, you know, God forbid old what's-his-face, Nadia's love interest, who she was in bed with every night, should say something like that. It'd have been, been cancelled, wouldn't it? Cancelled. Uh, a lot of you mentioning this, sorry, I don't know who this was, but a lot of you were saying that you were devastated to see that John Ruffo died, who's uh, an actor from Home and Away, uh, tragically passed away with brain cancer. Oh, oh. Um, very young. Statement on his Instagram said, it is with a heavy heart that today we had to bid farewell to our beloved Johnny, surrounded by his partner and family. Tragically sad. Again, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know who, who he was, but I know a lot of you said yesterday. Um, so Remembrance Sunday is tomorrow. Armistice Day is today. Today is the today is the actual calendar date that the end of World War One peace treaty was signed. And if you really want me to go into it, today was the first, oddly, on the Armistice Day. The Armistice Day in um, November the 11th, 11 o'clock, 2018, was the day you could argue that the clock started to tick on Nazi Germany being essentially enabled because it was a direct consequence of what happened after World War One and the amount of reparations that the West demanded of Germany that drove Germany towards extremism. So a little de detail there. Um, here we go. Shelved. Oh, look, booths have become the first supermarket to get rid of self-checkout tills. Uh, this is, I think I've never heard of booths. Does anyone in the north know booths? Apparently they're like the Waitrose of the north. Um, uh, it's called booths. Joy as store chain axes self-service tills. This could be because John Barrowman has ridden to the rescue. Fortunately, he's kept his todger in his pants and he's talked about self-serving tills. And he said, it's wrong. People need to be able to commit, commit connect communicate with etc i think this is a i think this is good i think this is really good um we've got here spanish this is amazing spanish waiters plied with steroids so they can serve more bosses face jail after staff complained of sprouting bodily hair and muscle growth and bouts of aggression that's just that's just de rigueur in five guys no, i'm joking bosses felt they were telling their waiters that they were they were giving them um vitamins and then as they were rushing a paella to the table, someone grew a beard. In that time, I mean, how many steroids were they giving them? <laughs> it wasn't that fast. Bosses face jail after... Sorry, I shouldn't laugh. This is awful. After staff complaint. <laughs> Terry, I'm just serving a prawn cocktail. Why have I got such hairy cheeks suddenly? Restaurants with a dark kitchen secret. Dina was mentioning this the other day. So apparently, so many, if you order a Five Guys, you don't necessarily get it from Five Guys. No. You get it from a shed. Yeah, in they're, they're called no, they're called dark kitchens. Oh. Grown numbers of restaurant chains are using off-site production kitchens. Yeah, Dishoom, Five Guys, Wingstop. Yeah, what does it matter? What does it matter? Nadia's saying. What does no, it matter? Because I mean, all you're saying there is. It's like a field kitchen. Yeah, it you're, is. You're using the exact same recipe. You're using the exact same ingredients. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't. But I don't like the phrase "dark kitchen." No, I know that's the that's the thing. I, about yeah, it. and I also don't like the idea that it might be in a shed in South Norwood or somewhere like that. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, no, I know. I've got ten, it's ten forty three actually. Oh. Uh, um, I'm coming off at ten fifty five. Yeah. Um, so have I done that one? Yeah, sorry, Nadia always tends to throw me off me. No, yeah, no, I know. We're going to observe the minute. Don't you worry. No one's observing it more than me. It's my nan. I want three minutes to remain. I'm a bloody 
I am. I bang on about World War One more than anyone else I know. Because I think lest we forget, we have forgotten. And remembering is, is also baked into being able to go on a peace protest. Um, this is important for me. Doctor Who new episodes will be violent and scary. You know why? Because, look, I know we've got some Doctor Who fans here. Dale, I'm, this is not a criticism of you. I've never, Doctor Who's never done it for me. I found it a bit pants. So the idea for me, actually, of Doctor Who going dark, twisted and violent and nasty is really exciting because I might watch it. Uh, Legacy of Spy, Jean Le Carré's son is going to write a new book. I don't know how I feel about this. It's a bit like J.R. Tolkien writing another book. Is he any good? Just because he's his son, is he a good writer? I don't know. Anyway, can I just say, any movie fans here, there is a fantastic documentary on Apple TV, if you are subscribed, called The Pigeon Tunnel directed by Errol Morris, fabulous documentary maker, fascinating portrait of John le Carré. If you just like to be, it's just thought-provoking, fascinating, really, really nice stuff. If you like your kind of detective stuff, go, go for it. Coming soon, also, this is going to be on the Popcorn Junkies. Weekly Rushes is starting again soon because uh, the actor strike is over, guys. The actor strike is over. They can all get back to work and start making fiction. Magic. Coming soon, biopic of Elon Musk from the director of Black Swan, Darren Aron- Aronofsky. Um... Who's going to play Elon Musk? Who's going to play Elon Musk? Yeah, check it. Please check it out on YouTube. Fascinating. Really bed down, sit down. Me and Nan, Nanny Dye watch it. Really good. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm chasing the silence. Litter tray lunacy. School has to reassure parents it won't provide them to pupils identifying as cats. I kid you not. This is a letter from West Monmouth School. Listen to this, Dina. Would you have ever sent this to your kids? Dear parent, I'd like to take this opportunity to assure you that we do not and will not be planning on providing any litter trays at school for your children. Whilst we are an inclusive and welcoming school, we do not make any provision for any pupils who may identify as a cat. This kind of behaviour is not acceptable at school. Going to upset someone. It's going to upset someone. You can't say you're not a cat. You just can't. Rock for president. I want this to happen. I'm telling you right now, Dwayne The Rock Johnson has said, that he has has been hounded by political parties begging him to run for president. Uh, I hope he doesn't get the Republicans. The wrestler turned actor was approached to join the... Would you like him? I'd like him to run. I'd like him to run. The last we saw of President Biden, he was trying to eat the door handle of his uh, Air Force One emergency door, which is worrying. Fake news, I'm joking, I'm joking. He's, he's a good bloke. He's a solid, good bloke. I love him. I just love him. Um, hula, hula hoop, hula whoop. It's a whopper. 2.7 inch crisp will make a tasty profit. It's the biggest hula hoop ever. And someone wants to sell it on Facebook. I just want to eat it, wouldn't you? It's a moment, isn't it? It's a moment. Stick your party. Stick your Christmas party, boss, up the, up the jacksy. I understand this. Please give us cash. Give us a bonus. We don't want to get drunk and make fools of ourselves and photocopy our asses. It's kind of, I do miss photocopying parts of our anatomy though, don't you? Squeezing your face on it and doing all that kind of stuff. One of our kids came back saying, oh, we were testing kind of printing. And I said, oh, did you shove your face on it? And they were like, no, you were told not to. Health and safety. You've got to shove your face on a, on a printer, haven't you? Uh, stick your Christmas party. Give us cash instead, please, staff. It's true. Wordsworth home is rubbish. He wasn't even here. TripAdvisor, the stupidest TripAdvisor comment about Wordsworth's home is 
he, a visitor to William Wordsworth home said, but he's not here, not realising that Wordsworth is dead. Um, despite all the publicity about it being the home of William Wordsworth, he wasn't in. And when I asked when he would be home, all I got was blank stares. Because you're a moron. It's as simple as that. Um, <laughs> Ultimate pub crawl, couple's mission to drink in every boozer in Britain. I would have liked this once. This is a great idea. A couple are making a spirited attempt. Do you get it? Do you get it? Do you get it? Get it? Ah! Um, Dale Harvey and Holly Booth have already visited more than 2,000 hostelries and spent 22,000 on booze. I want to go to an inn and I want to pull into an inn on a horse-drawn carriage and I want to say, I need to stay for a night. And then they can tell me to fuck off. Um, a new kind of tourism is kicking in. Tourists pay to join Indian weddings. Marriage festivities are marketed to Western visitors as the ultimate cultural experience. Interesting, this one. In India, I filmed at an Indian wedding, and it was. It was for, it was for Discovery Channel. It was a fascinating, beautiful, engaging privilege to be involved in. And it was a very in-depth and, you know, in fact, also had to, for part of it, it was about tribal community as well. Smoke opium. It was terrible. I mean, for me. But, I mean, anyway... But also when I was traveling around Indonesia, me and my girlfriend also ended up at a Balinese wedding. And these, these, so I can see why this is happening. But of course, culturally as well, I suppose the Western tourist coming in who has more cash, presumably, than you know, even wealthy families um, in India, they, they gain some money from it too. So I think this is, I think this is, I don't think this is a bad thing as long as the family are happy with it. Um, yeah, you could argue, okay, it's the sort of the West just peering in, but... I don't know. There's something about this that I, at first I thought, hmm, and then I thought, oh, what, did you anyone else get that? Do you get a sort of ooh and then an oh about that? It was a cute idea. Oh, and then, oh. <laughs> don't forget, guys, in Israel, if we were to show the curly cooks today, Nadia and Dean would be arrested. That's curious, isn't it? Just wanted to share that again with you, just in case we'd all forgotten exactly the madness of the planet at the moment. Holly, Holly Willoughby, this really, I like this. Holly Willoughby moonlights as Luna Gardener. She's taken time out and she's doing lunar gardening and she's made me want to lunar garden, which is basically gardening following the idea that the moon can influence the way in which water moves around your garden. I want to I wanna go in the garden like a mad person and follow water as the moon teases it leftward, then rightward. And I want to do it with my mum and I'll speed her up because she's slow. Check out, check out Green Fingered Ale for fun. Some photos for those of you who are listening. It's going to get very strange now because you're going to sort of just hear me go, ooh, ah, Cantona, and you're not going to know what I'm talking about. Well, I'm going to say something. This lovely lady here, Art of Knitting Fisherman's Jumpers is Unraveling Fisherman's Jumpers in Whitby. Uh, apparently, um, the jumpers' designs are uh, inspired by seafaring motifs. The skills are going. The skills are going. And this, it's Fisherman's Jumpers. So, I'm going to now go and buy 10. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask. I do get quite hot in them, but uh, I've got one upstairs, and I'll be wearing it probably for the curly cooks just to pull my wife. Um, Deb Gillander, she knits these fishermen's jumpers, and she says the the art of it is gone. So I'm going to give her a bell. I'm going to say, "Can you make a really sexy one for me?" Because my wife bloody loves them. Um, so there she is. She's the last one. She looks just like uh, someone who was essentially my ex-mother-in-law. Um, Handle with care, one of three otter pups at Whipsnade Zoo. When the world is falling apart, show me an image of an otter and I feel better. 
I genuinely do. Otters. I don't know if anyone else gets otter therapy. The fact that they can sever your fingers off in one fell swoop. A bit like toffee, really, otters, aren't they? Sort of love-hate. What a beautiful-looking thing. Look at it. Sharp teeth, though. And they have little rubbery, 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 rubbery fingers, which I love. And finally, this is a beautiful image. Look at this. Some of the 1,600 geese being raised for the Christmas market. Oh, suddenly I feel depressed. I thought that was a beautiful image, but they're all—they're literally not lambs to the slaughter, but geese to the gander. That's sad. Suddenly, beautiful photo though. And this is a remarkable aerial or top photo of Hindu worshippers with lamps praying for the welfare of their families outside a temple in Dhaka, Bangladesh. Uh, it's an annual fasting festival. What an absolutely stunning image, which reminds me that so much of British culture uh, on a purely aesthetic level uh, to look at in terms of what we do is so often quite ugly, isn't it? Anyway, guys, as I say, we're going to go now. Um, at 11 o'clock, obviously, there's a three-minute silence for us all to remember um, all of our relatives and all those people who, who sacrificed their lives precisely for people, or Jewish people, Muslim people, Christian people, to be able to walk through London and peacefully protest. Do not be lured into the narrative that when and only if, you never know, it might not, the police may well do a really good job. I wouldn't want to be Mark Rowley today. There's a lot of pressure on that man's shoulders, i tell you that right now. Um, I, you know, don't just trust that as soon as you hear violence and then the Daily Telegraph and the Daily Mail and the Sun promote only specific images of that violence, don't just take it on trust that that has been, been caused by anyone uh, within the Palestinian peace protest. It's not necessarily the case. That's not to say yeah. there will not be possibly people who want to cause aggro on all sides, because that is part, as the police really, I thought, cleverly and importantly reminded us, the idea of some unrest in any protest isn't something enough or enough to make the police not let them go ahead. That's what they're there for. They're there for precisely managing those elements that they accept are part of any protest. So just please take with a huge pinch of salt or question and 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 dub, double check where we see those images come from when and if and let's trust that it doesn't happen when and if there are any any moments of aggro okay so just don't don't just don't buy into the mainstream narrative that's being sold to us so heavily at the moment it really is it really is so guys 11 o'clock I'm rem I'm remembering my nan my granddad and the th just everyone who's who's made huge sacrifices for us to be able to even do what hundreds of thousands of people are going to be doing in London later today. Okay, guys, have a lovely day and see you at 11.30.